Welcome to The Breakdown. I'm your host, Isaac Mateus. I'm here with Stephen and Johnny. In our show, The Breakdown, we seek to equip students and parents with a biblical framework, practical wisdom, and resources so they would further their relationship with Jesus Christ and further the mission of God. Guys, let's get started with the show. Nostalgia, gentlemen. Nostalgia is what I'm thinking about today. Nostalgia. How so? Uh, I was thinking back to when I was a kid going to Chuck E. Cheese. You guys ever been to Chuck E. Cheese? Or were you guys too? Yeah. Were you guys like horse and carriage type people when you were kids? Or like wow. you had cars? What? I don't know. I just wasn't sure. Um, so I'm thinking about Chuck E. Cheese, right? And I was thinking about the ball pits. You know, and as a kid looking at those ball pits, like I believed that it would be better if the whole world was like a giant ball pit that I would just have to sort of swim through uh, the ball pit just to go everywhere. Among other things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's the thing. Now, looking back on it, right, as I'm older, I'm kind of like, man, that's so nasty in so many ways. But as a kid, I was like, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. So I was just feeling nostalgic today. Uh, you guys got anything that you guys were feeling nostalgic about particularly or just me sharing or what's going on? Well, now that you brought up the ball pits and Chuck E. Cheese, because I was not thinking about that at all. Um, you should always be thinking about radar. That. We didn't have a Chuck E. Cheese in my hometown because we lived in the middle of nowhere. All no, they had was onions. We had a town, but the town was in the middle of nowhere. And so, like, you had to drive. We had to drive literally an hour and a half if we wanted to get a, go to Chuck E. Cheese. And so I remember oh. one of my friends had a birthday party there when I was a kid. And we okay. drove with them, like a whole caravan of people. We all went to this yeah. Chuck E. Cheese or whatever and played. I, they, I don't think they had a ball pit there. I think oh. it was more like arcade games. Or something, That's the we worst do Chuck E. Cheese then. We didn't have arcade games or whatever. and so. Sure. Um, but... Our local McDonald's had a ball pit. Yo, okay, so, yes. like, it was a regular for me. Like, my my whole childhood, anytime yes. we, were, which we didn't go to McDonald's. Wow, yeah, for anytime sure. Anytime we did, like, my whole time there, it's like, eat, eat something real quick, and then I'm going to go dive in the ball pit <laughs> and look at the bottom and see yeah. like if I can find money. And you so, just blew I mean, my mind. Oh, man. You just blew my mind. It was not, I don't know that I ever went without finding money. And was like, man, because, you know, dads would jump in there with the kids when they lose sure. 20 bucks or 5 bucks. Whatever. Like, I remember one time I found, like, $20, and then, like, the next day or next time I went, I found, like, another 20 bucks. And Stephen's a hustler. And I would, take it, I would take it it's out there to the, the counter and be like, hey, I found this money. And they're yeah. like, well, you found it. It's yours. I'm like, yes, sir. Christmas. This guy's so, hustling. The McDonald's I, ball pits. I mean, I, I that was the only reason that I wanted to play in the ball pits. Like, I mean, it's fun, I guess, to sure. jump in there, but. It was fun. Money, You're right. You're finding right. money was way cooler. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time in ball pits uh, at Burger King. <laughs> oh, our Burger King had a ball pit. We never went to Burger yeah. King. Yeah. When I was okay. A kid. Well, you know, come on. Not dog. everybody could have good taste. Oh, in, come on, dog. Wow. Come on. But uh, yeah, so we spent a lot of time in the ball pit. I never really found anything interesting except for like puddles of wetness. Oh, okay. I remember. I never found that. <laughs> wow. I never found that in a ball pit. Never I remember once. when Burger King came to our town the very first day it opened. Really? Out. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Home they had a Whopper. talking trash can. Because you guys were trying to, like, you were just trying to live to the age of 30 at the time. Like, you were just trying to fight off dysentery. You were just trying to, like, live. No, I was trying to own the world. I told you, oh. all that Stevenstown had was onions. That's tough. That's man. not true. That's tough. Vidalia. Dude, you blew my mind because I completely forgot about McDonald's, <laughs> like, having a, a playground. I remember when I was a kid, I would, I would specifically, there was a close McDonald's and a far McDonald's. The far McDonald's had a really nice, like, playground area. The close McDonald's did not, and I was like... Mom, 
Listen, we're going to Mickey D's. Let's treat ourselves nice. Let's go to the far one. So I would go to the far one, and we would hit up the nice playground. And I actually remember there's a giant moth in one of them that attacked me. It was crazy. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Thank you for sharing, actually. Yeah, that, it just hit me. Nostalgia bone just was there. So Yeah, there's part of me that's like, man, is there anywhere around here that has a ball pit? Now I can go try to find some more money. Yeah, yeah, right now, like, like yeah, as an adult, like, do you think anybody's going to look at you odd? I think people would look at you a little weird, actually. Not when I come up with $20. Sure. Then they're okay. going to be like, oh, yeah, that dude knows what's And up. then everybody's going to dive yeah. in there and just start looking. Yeah, but, through. but I'll have sure. already got all the money. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. I see what's going on. All right. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm. I, you can tell I'm really wanting to leave my house at this point. You can tell I'm, like, really on the edge. And I'm just really, I'm just looking for anything and everything to, to find to do something. But... So we got some questions we got to answer. One particular question. We don't have multiple questions. I've, I messed that up. Uh, we got one question. Uh, and it's about forgiveness. It's about forgiveness. We're, uh, we're looking at uh, the idea of forgiveness. Uh, so we got a question sent in. Uh, it says, uh, forgiveness sounds easy, but when it comes down to it, it's not. How can I truly uh, how can I truly learn to forgive and let go of a grudge? Because I will think I have forgotten someone uh, or something, but not let it, not let go of the grudge, right? So it's like forgiving, right? How do you get to a place like what how do we forgive genuinely where we're not holding grudges? You know, I could be like, "Oh yeah, I forgive you," but I'm like, "I never want to see you again." And I never want, I actually kind of hate you still, you know, is that really forgiveness? And like, where's the line between, man, it, is it, is there wisdom involved with saying that I forgive you, but actually I don't want to be around you because it's just not wise. Like what's the, what's the deal? So let's, let's sit down. Let's talk about forgiveness. What is it? How do we do it? Yeah. What's the deal? And forgiveness is biblical, for sure, right? I mean, that's what the gospel is about. It's forgiveness of sin. Uh, the good news that Jesus came, lived a perfect life, was buried and rose again, uh, and that if we place our faith in him, all of our sins are forgiven, right? So forgiven, uh, forgiveness is biblical. Um, as far as what you're saying about <clears throat> um, for, forgiving somebody, but also it, wisdom and not putting yourself in a situation that's going to cause harm or anything like that, um, that's wise, right? Sure. Um, forgiveness and restoration are related, um, but they're not the same thing, right? So. Yeah, I mean the the old the old saying "forgive and forget" is not really all that doable. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like it mm-hmm. is sometimes, but then it only takes a moment, and then you remember all the things. And so, like, <clears throat> I like to think even myself. Even myself, that I am uh, good at forgetting things, but then, like, just because I don't remember a lot of bad things, yeah, you actually just don't. You have a horrible memory. Yeah, so like, it works well for me to forget things, but then you know, some things are brought back to my memory quickly, much like jumping in the ball pit. Like I'd forgotten all about that, and then you said something like, "Oh man, I used to do this all the time." So yeah. um, You know, things will bring things back to memory, um, and so forgetting is really not as easy as we'd like it to be. Uh, And so that's where it becomes difficult. Uh, Even when we forgive people, a lot of times we think, man, I forgave somebody, therefore I should forget that they ever sinned against me. Um, 
And nowhere in the Bible does it tell you to forget that somebody has done you wrong. Um, now, it tells you to forgive a wrongdoing against you, um, but it doesn't tell you to be a fool. And sometimes a fool is one who forgets that somebody has done something bad to them, and therefore they they don't have a, a guard up, or they don't approach situations with wisdom, and they don't go, man, this person punches me every time I'm around them. Mm. So, like, there's a difference between, like, showing wisdom and how you interact with somebody who's done something wrong to you, uh, and, you know, and showing forgiveness. So, like, you forgive someone, but then you can still also show wisdom and be like, eh, you know, maybe I need to stand a little further away from this person now sure. or run when I see them uh, or something like that. And there's a, there's just a difference. And I know that I'm sure whoever asked this question, there's actually some things going on that's like, man, it's just really difficult for me to forgive for whatever's happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's true. Like, it's hard. Uh, it's not just an easy thing or easy practice. It might be easy for us to actually forgive. And go, man, I know I'm supposed to do this. So I'm going to forgive them. Um, and even if you forgive them, like, the, the, the depths of your heart, uh, forgetting is, is next to impossible sometimes. And so it's always going to be, you're going to be reminded, man, that person hurt me. Sure. Uh, and it's hard not to hold them accountable for that. Yeah, and, and that's what I was getting at with forgiveness and restoration, right? So forgiveness can happen, it, it can be immediate. Um, but if, if you, let's say you were in an abusive relationship, um, you can forgive the person that was abusing you, but it's going to take a while for that trust to be rebuilt, for uh, the relationship to be restored, right? So restoration takes a period of time. So when you're talking about forgiving and forgetting, we should for- forgive. Absolutely, we need to forgive. Uh, we shouldn't forget, um, but but we also should work toward restoration, um, although that, that will certainly take time. Sure. So the, so the act of... Okay, so... For the, the listeners and even just people that are um, kind of, I think sometimes in our culture, you know, we sort of throw out terms and we just kind of assume that everyone knows they mean. So, like, when we talk about forgiving someone, what is, like, your, what is a definition of how, like, what is forgiveness? What is that, what is that defining that term mean without using the term? Yeah, um, <laughs> Uh, having the the slate wiped clean, okay. So like whatever was dirty on the plate, sure. it's now been redeemed. It's clean again, and it's no longer dirtied and muddied up. Uh, and to me, like when I think of Jesus forgiving me, he takes something that was dirty and filthy, uh, and he he no longer holds me accountable to my sin. He's paid the price, sure. and now I am made something new and something presentable again. And uh, as if I had never done this thing that's wrong. Uh, and so I presented, like the way I'm presented then before Jesus is guiltless, not guilty. And so I'm clean in that. Sure. Like that's, and, and commonly, like when we sin and we do something wrong, what's our, what's typically our first like recognition of that? Like we know we did that, but then how do we feel? Um, we feel dirty. We feel bad. like, yeah, we feel bad. Like, mm-hmm like scummy especially if we did something real bad like we disobeyed our parents real big or Mm. we went out and did something really bad like uh sometimes even you know our sin makes us we literally people feel like man i need to go take a shower because i feel so so dirty uh, because of sin and so like 
to me that that works well is thinking about sure, making dirty and make clean and, and wiping the slate mm-hmm. clean. So for me, forgiveness begins with a with an acknowledgement, an acknowledgement that something wrong was done. Yeah. Right. So whatever that wrong thing is, that's what that's what is dirty in, sure. in your terms, Stephen. So uh, it's an, an acknowledgement of a wrongdoing, and then. Um, <clears throat> Fixing whatever the wrongdoing was, so so cleaning it, um, having a conversation is is typically involved in forgiveness. Sometimes it's not, and and you just have to, uh, you know, through the grace of God, work through it and forgive that sure. person without being able to talk to them. But um, an acknowledgement of a wrongdoing is is, is foundational, um, and then working through um, to clean whatever the wrongdoing yeah. was. Yeah. So there there's there's something that happens, something goes wrong. Um, you have a friend that you make a promise to, and they break your your promise. And so then there's this point where you're you're frustrated and you feel like you've been betrayed. Uh, oftentimes, I think about it in like the terms of like letting it go, not necessarily forgetting about it, but at but saying, but being able to say to someone, "I'm not holding you accountable for this anymore." Like, well, let's, this is water under the bridge. Like, I'm, we're letting this go. Like, this is not being held to you anymore. Um, but I like, I like some of the ways that you guys have put it. And so, okay, so we kind of have an idea of, man, there's things that happen in people's lives, um, whether it's big or small, even little things like saying something about someone and hurting their feelings. Well, you need to forgive somebody. You need to forgive that person that's hurt you. And it could be in the big ways or in the small ways. And so what, uh, when we talk about forgiveness, are we talking about like a one, like a one, like you press a button and it's done? Are we talking about like a microwave situation where you put like your little TV dinner in or your pizza bagels, mm-hmm. which you should never microwave, by the way. You should always put them in the toaster oven. Don't be a savage. Just put them in the toaster oven for extra. But you put whatever object, in the food that you're looking to eat, you put it in the microwave, you press the button, and then in 30 seconds it's done and you get it. Is that what, like, the process of forgiveness looks like? Or is there, like, can you give us a little bit more detail on on that? Maybe some personal experience. So so I think it, it varies, right? So, um, you know, if, if I ask my, my kid to do something and my kid doesn't do it, uh, forgiveness is is easy, right? But if I suffered greatly um, because of somebody else, forgiveness might take a little bit more time um, because I need to maybe work work through some things um, in order to be able to forgive. But forgiveness is still possible. And again, forgiveness then begins the process of restoration um, if that is an option and if it is safe. Um, so it, it could be a very long process. Uh, you know, where you're not talking about a microwave, you're talking more like a slow cooker sure. or even like a smoker, right? Where, okay. where you know, to, to smoke a good meat, it might take eight to ten hours versus the 30-second microwave. Sure. Um, so it could take a long period of time, um, depending on, on the degree of, of the wrongdoing. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, the Bible teaches us to go to our brother who has sinned against us. Um, to seek that restoration. It certainly tells us to ask for forgiveness for any wrongdoing that we've done. Um, and I think the the first and foremost thing, like uh, the scripture about not, um, not trying to get the speck out of your brother's eye if you have a log in your own mm. eye, um, really kind of helps us 
like relate to how forgiveness works. And so I'm going to share a couple passages and kind of build a, uh, a better understanding of forgiveness from the text. And so 1 John 1 verse 9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, and like that is such a beautiful passage because when we think of the vastness of what Jesus has forgiven us, then when we in turn have to forgive someone, uh, it's just helpful, one, for us to know like with a promise that if I confess this sin to Jesus and I ask him to forgive me, he does that. Um, especially, you know, like most certainly if we have a right relationship with, with him, we're actually calling upon him and seeking repentance and forgiveness. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness, uh, and therefore we have a clean slate before the Lord. Um, and we think about like all the things that we have done to Jesus. Um, it reminds me of Matthew 18 when Jesus is talking about forgiveness and, uh, you know, in dealing with one another and between us and, and the Father. Uh, Peter, Peter asked Jesus here in verse 21, says, Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. And he asked this question, like, shall I forgive him seven times? Even, you know, uh, even seven times. And then Jesus says to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. And like way up to Andy. Like Peter's, Peter's context is like, man, if this guy sins against me seven times, am I still supposed to forgive him? And Jesus is like, man, it should be way more than that. He gives this, uh, you know, 70 times seven. Like, man, you're supposed to even lose count. Like, this idea is of uh, continuing to go on and always being forgiven. That doesn't mean you're unwise in how you deal with somebody. Mm, sure. But you're to forgive. And why would you be able to forgive somebody a lot of times? Uh, and then Jesus shares this parable of uh, uh, the man who has this great debt and he's owed this massive amount and so he he owes the king 150,000 years worth of wages okay uh that's the like the what he owes it's like a talent uh, he has a, a fifth or whatever it is 10,000 talents and ten, and a talent would have been 15 years worth of work and so he owes, you know, 10,000 of those. So it's 150,000 years worth of work. Uh, and he goes to the king, and the king forgives him of his debt. Like, so, all right, I'll, I'll help you listeners out there in case you're, you're not good with the Bible. Uh, that's like our debt that, that we owe to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we're in debt, this insurmeasurable, there's no way we can pay this debt I don't even know if that's a word. Immeasurable. It's not. It's not Insurmountable is what I want to say. And then immeasurable. immeasurable. You yeah. just combine them. Anyway. It's okay. Immeasurable. I make up words sometimes, uh, and Praise it's fine. If you're listening today, I'm sorry for my grammar and accent and everything that I say. Um, <laughs> uh, so he owes this immeasurable mm, debt that's way too big. Like, no one can actually pay this debt. And, and that's what we owe the Lord. Like, there's no way we can actually pay that debt. And then when he goes to the king, he's like, please, 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 can you forgive me? The king's like, yeah, man, I got you. I'll forgive you. So he forgives this man of this massive debt. Well, then that man turns around and he goes to his, you know, somebody that works for him. And that dude owes one day's worth of work. One day versus 150,000 years. And he starts pressing his thumb down on that dude and he throws that dude in jail uh, you know, and then and then the king comes back and finds this man, and it's like, what what the heck are you doing? Like you, 
I just forgave you of all this, and you're going to come over here and be a total jerk to this dude that owes basically nothing compared to what you were just forgiven. Um, and I think, so. you know, this is obviously Jesus' is teaching on forgiveness, and he's trying to put the reader and those who are listening and Peter in the right perspective in that we have been forgiven a debt that there's just no way we could have ever paid, and like Jesus himself paid it for us. Um, and... Uh, sometimes when somebody sins against us, like our first reaction is to be much like the guy who's who owes one day's worth of work, and we're like putting our thumb down on people and being mean, and like I'm you know I'm gonna always hold you accountable for this little thing that you did to me. Mm-hmm. And I say little thing; it could be something in our eyes that seems huge, but there's no nothing. There's nothing that compares to the amount of sin and harm and. Uh, grievance that we've caused to the Lord. Like, we're way worse to the Lord than anyone's ever going to be to us. Uh, and yet, He forgives us and He loves us and He lends an ear to us and He uh, n- nurtures us and He cares for us and He provides for us. And we, we in turn, just continuously spit in His face and disobey Him and don't do what He wants and curse His name or, or just live out like we hate Him oftentimes. And um, no, I mean, you may think, like, I love Jesus, and that's not your goal, but, I mean, in turn, like, we, in reality or whatever, we actually disobey him every day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so we've been forgiven this massive amount. So there's no one can sin against you that's going to be greater than the sin that you've sinned against the Lord, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and, and Stephen, I think you're hitting on something that should be foundational for the Christian, that our forgiveness of others should be rooted in the forgiveness that we have received uh, from from Jesus, right? Yeah. So so as I was thinking through the question today, um, Ephesians 4.32 came to my mind where, where it says this, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So what Paul's saying there, he's saying to the church, you need to forgive one another. Oh, yeah, and if you need some help in, in understanding forgiveness... Think about how you were forgiven for everything that you have done through Christ, right? So there is, like you were saying, there is no offense that I can receive that is anywhere comparable to the offense of me sinning against a perfect God. And if I remember the forgiveness that I have received because I have sinned against a perfect God so much so that he had to send his son to die, then it should make my forgiveness of that seemingly uh, or comparably small uh, offense possible and easier, right? So, so if, if I consider what I've been forgiven, it should make me forgiving somebody else easier. Yeah, and I mean, I, I've had to ask myself this t- this question at times. Like, somebody sins against me, and I, I've got an issue. It's helpful for me to ask, man, if I sinned against the Lord. Uh, and if ever I've sinned against the Lord that day, which is basically every day, uh, then I in turn have to say, well, like if I'm sinning against the Lord and they're sinning against me and the Lord's forgiven me, shouldn't I automatically be able to forgive them? Uh, and so 100%, yes, we're supposed to forgive our brother. Uh, and Jesus even commands that. Isaac, you were talking about that earlier from Matthew 6 and the Lord's Prayer, um, where he says, like, forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors and 
um, like it's commanded in Scripture and taught in Scripture that we be a forgiving people sure. because of, like you said, and like we've been talking about, because God forgave us. And it's hard for us to like forget. Uh, and that's the that's the thing I think that people struggle with the most is I for, and even the question like I, I have forgiven this person. Like I think I've done everything I need to do but I still have beef with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it, like, this is, I would have to ask the question back to the person who submitted this question, like, do you have, like, a hatred or a problem with them, or is it that you feel like you're just not in good relationship with them? And, like, because I, I think you can still have forgiven someone, and they'd be like, man, we just don't need to be best friends, but I don't have any problem with you as a person. Mm-hmm. Like, I forgave you. Mm-hmm. But me and you together hanging out all the time may not be a good idea, whatever that looks like. Like, you know, you, uh, I, I, I'm imagining girl high school drama, right? So, like, because this, this happens all the time, right? Uh, she stole my boyfriend, so, like, mm-hmm. you know, however this goes. So I'm, I'm thinking of a sassy woman. So, um, you know, we have this happen all the time in student ministry or whatever where there's beef between two people due to something, uh, and they now have... That somebody sinned against somebody or done something they didn't like, and now they can't get along, and and maybe they for they find forgiveness, but there's always this reminder of, yeah, but we dated the same guy, so now we're not going to be best friends, and like sometimes that's okay for you not to be the greatest of friends, and for like it to be okay that there's no like, oh man, everything is wonderful. It's my favorite person in the world. Like it's okay to have people that you're not. Mm-hmm. They're not your favorite, um, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you have bitterness or hard feelings or you want bad things to happen to them. Yeah. So think out loud with me, guys, and and Isaac. I know you've got um, some some wisdom to add to this subject as well. But think out loud with me. Do you think that Jesus forgot the sins that he died for? Do you think that Jesus knew when he was going to the cross the sins that he was dying for? Right? So it's possible for us to be forgiven. Yeah. So, like the scripture says, he does not call them to mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, like, so in Psalms 103, um, he says that as far as the east is from the west, like this continual separation. That's right. He has separated our sins from us. And the beauty of that psalm is, verse 10, he says, He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. And then he says, you know, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness towards those who fear him. Like, it's ever growing. Mm-hmm. And then the sin is ever separating, but he, and he doesn't call, recall those things to mind. It's like he's... Uh, it's not that he doesn't remember them necessarily. He's not bringing them back to say, oh, no, but Johnny, you did this. You remember, right. remember in the fourth grade, you know, when you drew on the wall or whatever whatever you did in the fourth grade? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, when you sinned, yeah, sure. He was, uh, like, pretty old. I don't feel like he would be drawing on the wall. Well, he probably punched the wall okay, or something. Like, sure. just, he did okay. something. You did something sure. to the wall yeah. in the fourth okay. grade, I'm sure. sure right? absolutely. So, okay. uh, whatever it is. Uh, when you sinned. I you, certainly you, sinned you, in the fourth grade. Let's go yeah, with that. Yeah, you dirty right little sinner. <laughs> so when you sin, like, God's not bringing that back and be like, oh, yeah, but Johnny, I still got this. Mm-hmm. Like, see see me dangling this over your head right. right here. I'm still holding you accountable to this thing. Like, no, oh, no, no. But he's that doesn't mean that he forgot it. Right, but he's right. pushing it away, not not recalling it, bringing it back yeah. to hold and dangle over your head. And so that means that all the sins that I have ever committed, and some of them 
you know, I don't want anybody to know about, right? Because they're embarrassing or something like that. Like those things are all forgiven and removed. Uh, and man, I can rest in a passage like that and go, man, God, you're way too good to me. Yeah. So, so what, what I'm getting at in asking this question out loud is that there is a difference between forgetting and uh, choosing to not dangle something over somebody's head. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm of the persuasion that Jesus d- did not forget our sins, but he chooses to not dwell, to not bring them back to mind. He yeah. chooses to not dangle them over our head. Um, to say, hey, do you remember that time back in fourth grade when you sinned, right? That's what caused me to die. Um, doesn't mean he forgot about that sin. just means that he chooses to not hold it against me. Right? Yeah, and that's why First John is so beautiful because he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. That's right. So it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, First uh, Corinthians 7, the love passage, you know, love keeps no records of wrong, you know? So, like, Jesus uh, being our perfect image of love, Paul just says, man, I mean, he's not, it's not a recurring thing. He's not keeping that record. He's not having a portfolio ready for you when you come in the door. I think of like, uh, you know, I think of him like a parent that's like waiting for, you know, their child. Maybe they, they went out when they weren't supposed to and they come back and their child, their, the parent is like in the chair, like the generic, you know, sort of, uh, common thing that TV shows and movies do where the, the parents like sitting there with like the lamp on and they're like where have you been you know <laughs> you've done, you've done this, and this and this and this <laughs> and, and you. now you no uh, hmm. it did me I just no comment no comment um, did that happen to you Johnny uh, once you got home your parents yeah, waiting once. yeah it happened yeah. to me a couple times I mean know? yeah for sure for sure um, which they have not recalled or yeah. brought back or dangled over my head. Well, they've been a good. They've been a good example of love. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I certainly ask for forgiveness. <laughs> yeah, I, so I think I think that there's a lot, uh, you know, there's a lot to be said about the topic of forgiveness. I think it's, um, sometimes we can maybe come across callous uh, and not meaning to. Um, that forgiveness. I think sometimes people think that when we say when we sort of have the foundation that, well, Jesus forgave us a whole bunch, so we should just be able to forgive pe- like other people, that sometimes somehow people receive that as saying, well, that just means you need to just get over it right now. Yeah. And that's not what we're saying. We're not saying, man, like, okay, Jesus forgave you a whole bunch, so just forget all the pain and the hurt and all this stuff that this person caused you. That's not what we're saying. We're saying, in fact that we need to look at that person and we need to be seeking forgiveness. So we need, to, we need to be looking and saying, how can I forgive this person and start the process of that? And I think some people just take it the wrong way and think like that we're saying or people are saying that, man, it's just a, you just a flip a coin or flip a light switch and you're good. And we're not, so we don't want to minimize any hurt. We don't want to minimize any, any struggle because like Johnny said, depending on the varying severity Man, people can really hurt you, and that's and we're not saying that's not real. We're not saying that's not real hurt. We're not saying that you can't deal with that and process that and take time with that. Uh, but we are saying, man, if you are in a place where your heart is turned towards, I will not forgive this person. I will never forgive this person. If that's your mindset, if that's your posture before the Lord, we're saying that is not the right posture a believer should have. A believer should put in perspective their own lives and how Jesus has forgiven them much. And what that does is it allows us to turn our perspective. It allows us to change our posture to say, okay, Lord, 
This is going to be very hard. This is going to be very difficult. But I want to walk down this road where in five months, a year, however long it takes, I can look at that person and I can say, I no longer hold this against you, that I have let it go, that I have forgiven you. But like you guys have also pointed out, that there is a lot of wisdom, and even when we do forgive, to say, man, I just don't know if I want to put myself in that situation again. I don't want to keep going back to the same place that it hurt me. So for wisdom's sake, I'm going to step back. I think my mom, uh, she always told me this uh, in high school. You know, in high school, you have a lot of like friends, a lot of drama. Uh, so in high school, I remember having this friend just treated me real bad, just treated me really poorly. And I was really struggling. Like, you know, I, I want to forgive this person, but I don't want to keep getting hurt. And, and she said to me, uh, you know, the Bible calls us to be at peace with everyone, not to be best friends with everyone. Mm-hmm. So if I can be at peace with this brother, if I can look at this brother and say, man, we have no issue. We have, we have no hostility between one another. That does not mean I have to be their best friend. That does not mean that I have to put myself back in a situation where I can be hurt again. And so there, there's some wisdom, but I think uh, just the biggest thing, uh, just communicating as someone who uh, has been dealing with uh, this idea of forgiveness as someone who has been in a place where uh, forgiving is harder than it sounds. Um, just knowing that we are not, as a church, as Johnny, Stephen, and I, we're not saying that you should just get over it and that it's going to be just a, a quick s- flip of a switch. Uh, we, are, we are merely talking about the posture that your heart is probably in. We don't want it to be in a callous, hardened place where, man, that person hurt me and they're dead to me. And they're cut off in my life. And I don't ever want to see them again. I don't ever want to talk to them. That's not a good place to be at. Uh, and I think you guys would agree in that way. Yeah, and I would also say it takes time to heal, right? So um, so for somebody to say forgive and get over it, mm-hmm. and again, depending on the severity, yeah. it, it takes time to heal. Sure, um, absolutely. And forgiveness is going to look different if you are having to heal and process things as you are forgiving somebody else. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Yeah, right. absolutely. Um, it just means that it's going to look a little bit different. Yeah, forgiveness is, is honestly one of the harder things I've had to do in my life. It's Because uh, what you have to do to forgive somebody is you can't just like, a lot of people think that forgiveness just equals like, I just take all my feelings and I just shove them down and I just pretend that they're not there and I don't deal with them at all. And I sort of put them in like a shoebox and I stuff it under my bed. And I'm like, I'm never going to deal with that. That's not what forgiveness is. That's just that's just being callous. That's real easy to do because you don't have to deal with anything. You just stuff it in a box and you're just, I'm never going to think about that again. Real forgiveness, though, actually takes you picking up the hurt that you're dealing with and actually like crying over it and actually feeling hurt by it and, and actually dealing with all the emotions, the thoughts, the... Um, all the feelings that go along with that hurt, and that's you actually have to deal with that. And so that's it is a, a very hard process to do. And sometimes that, even going through the process, and I think you were alluding to this, is going to be painful. Oh my it's gosh. Going to cause yeah. Greater hurt. It's gonna oh cause things gosh. get dirtier. Yes. Um even as, as you go through things and maybe even bring up other feelings and other uh, things that you have to either seek forgiveness for or forgive sure. others for. Yeah. Um but again yeah, it's so Doesn't much better. Mean that you shouldn't do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I and I agree one a hundred percent with you that it is absolutely. I think it's more difficult to forgive than to not. 
um, just like you said, just you're going to have to deal with it. And uh, and uh, I would just encourage anyone who is dealing with genuine hurt that feels like, man, I don't know if I want to forgive. I don't know if I'm in that place. I just want to encourage you. Um, the Lord desires us to be in a place where we're forgiving people and being at peace with people. But that takes genuine time. That takes, honestly, it takes time. It takes hurt. It takes the Lord really being with you and, and honestly, you seeking out the Lord and, and seeking out people that are going to invest and care for you. Um, but that takes time. It really does. And so we want to, we're not, we don't want to minimize any of the pain that anyone has gone through. Uh, you are absolutely justified in the way you feel. We just believe wholeheartedly that the, the scriptures teach us that even despite how we feel, despite how we have felt, that we can find forgiveness. We found forgiveness at the cross, and we can also extend forgiveness because of the cross. And that's not just a, a quick flip of the switch. So with that being said, Steve and Johnny, do you have anything else you'd like to say, add to, change, anything like that? Yeah, the only thing I would say is uh, if you are listening to this and you're struggling with forgiving somebody, um, seek some godly counsel and how you might be able to uh, work through forgiveness and possibly even restoration. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I think it's somewhere, I was trying to find it, um, and in Proverbs, I believe, somewhere, I was trying to trying to remember. I remember the, the, the verse, but I don't remember exactly how it's phrased, um, and it's dealing with anger and bitterness. And in the Scripture you see that anger and bitterness... Which is typically where we're at when we're like when we can't forgive somebody. It's because mm -hmm. we're angry and we're bitter, and anger leads to bitterness, and bitterness leads to uh, like a, I think the scripture like phrases it in a way that actually eats away at our our bones. Yeah. Um, and literally, an angry, bitter person uh, is miserable, and they die. You know, um, just faster. Like their body just. You can you can find angry, bitter people, and their health is just worse. Um, and Maybe not, like, especially for an ongoing time, but, like, uh, angerness and bitterness is just so poor to live in that, uh, like, in that environment. Um, and so it is better to forgive because it's freeing. You're not yep. bound by that. Uh, angerness and bitterness uh, puts you in shackles and chains, and um, it, it binds you to always being stewing on something and thinking about something. And though there are things to work through, um, like it's difficult, but usually when we don't want to forgive somebody, it's because we don't want to let them off the hook or something like that. We sure. want to hold them accountable for what they've done, um, and it's a selfish motive. It really yeah. actually boils back down to something that's selfish in that, and, and it, I say that, but I don't say that without compassion and I don't say that without genuine love for people, but like at the root of it, the reason I don't want to forgive somebody is for something selfish. It's I don't want them to, to be off the hook or I don't want them to experience uh, kind of a pardoning or something like that for what they've done because they're so evil. You know, and we want, to, we want justice, which is human nature, but sure. God has said in the midst of all that, he's going to forgive us. Um, and so... Like, he lets us off the hook. Now, we still have face consequences, and that's that's different. I mean, I'm not saying they don't have consequences, but typically when we don't want to forgive somebody, it's actually because we want them to suffer or something. Um, and that's the wrong 
wrong heart to have. And so when you take that and you press that up against Jesus, Jesus is going to say every time, like, what? did I not forgive you? Mm-hmm. Um, and is that not okay? And, you know, and Jesus wants to have a right relationship with us, a restored relationship. And so that ought to be our desire is a restored relationship. Um, it's hard to do when people don't want to, like, it's easier for Jesus to have a restored relationship with us when we want to have a restored relationship with Jesus and we want to be right with him. But oftentimes in our context, like, we'll, we'll want, uh, or somebody will want forgiveness or we'll want forgiveness for somebody or something like that, but we don't actually want to see that relationship restored or those people don't actually want to be like Jesus. And so then it's really hard because they actually don't want to be right. And so that, that relationship is, is difficult at times. And so it's hard to kind of forgive and, and let them off the hook when they actually don't want to be restored. So sometimes we hate, we, we struggle with forgiving people who hate us or who, or who are mean to us and they don't actually want to do what's right. It's much easier to forgive somebody who actually wants to do what's right all the time. Um, it's harder to forgive somebody when they want to hurt us. Mm-hmm. Like if I know Johnny just, like if, let's just hypothetically say Johnny was just evil, right? And uh, Johnny, I don't know why all the time I just think like punching when I think of like the sins that you're going to do. Do you really want to punch me? Or, no, no. Oh, you I think just, I want to punch you? All, no, all the just, hypothetical situations I make up. Angry no, it's just all the hypothetical situations I make up. I don't like, know what well, it is. He's just, he's just a big guy, so he's just going to break something. Don't. So. don't. Uh, do that to him. He's, he's a, like six four. He's man. a nice Hulk guy. Smash. He's a yeah. nice guy. He is a nice he's guy. A he's a softy on the, Yeah, exactly. He's a but softy he on the inside. Like he would hit something. So let's say that Johnny's Johnny's gonna hit something, and he's angry at me, and he just always wants to hit me and anger. Like it's harder for me to forgive you, knowing that that's what you want to do. Sure. It'd be much easier if I like knowing Johnny. It'd be much easier to forgive Johnny because I know like the dude actually wants what's right for me. Sure. It's much easier for you to smile like that. And so I, whoever the student is that asks this question, like, uh, I don't want to sound callous or, or hard-hearted. Like, uh, it's really hard when that person still wants to do harm yeah. and still wants to be mean and doesn't want to be your friend or whatever the, the situation is. That's uh, very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of facets to it for sure. Um, yeah, as we, uh, we get ready to, to close out... Um, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sending in your questions. Thank you, uh, Johnny and Steven, for sitting down with us. Um, Know that we love you. Know that we care about you. Uh, If you are dealing with things in your life that are hard to forgive, we would love to talk to you. We'd love to um, sit down and chat and be there for you and connect you with people that also want to be there for you. Um, If you have more questions pertaining to this topic or another topic, uh, send them to the breakdown at richlandcreek.com. The breakdown at richlandcreek.com. You can send your questions in there. Um, but other than that, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for being here. We'll see you guys next time.